This parsha is about carbonus. We know that there is uh, different types of carbonus, and the manner in which we process the uh, atonement and the various uh, the various uh, avodas services is different, varies from carbon to carbon. So there's a story, a story, a fascinating story, which comes in various versions and attributed to various people. Uh, some attributed to the Rebbe, but it seems that the most reliable source uh, seems to attribute the story with the Rebbe Marash. The Marash and the Malbim. The Malbim was one of the greatest commentators on Tanakh. It was a Goan Elam, was a Rav in Germany, it was a Rav in Poland. So there's a, there was a very famous Rav, Chosid, Rabshu Dubravsky, not the the one that lived in the United States, we're talking about several generations earlier. And he um, was traveling to the Rebbe Marash, and on the way he stopped over in the town in Poland with the Malbim Bazrov. And he met with the Malbim, and the Malbim uh, told him that he had a question on a Medrash Pliya. Medrash Pliya means a certain Medrashim that became, became like a mystery. No one is able to resolve them. People are trying to resolve them in most creative ways because the, the, the Midrash uh, is written in a very cryptic manner, usually very brief, like a one-liner that on the surface makes absolutely no sense. And there are many of these Midrash Pliyas, there's a whole safer called Midrash Pliya that collected all these Midrashim that um, are brought in commentaries uh, that don't on the surface make a lot of sense and how various characters found creative answers to them. So there was a Midrash player that says that by the Akedah, <coughs> when Yitzhak asked his father while they were walking to Akedah, he says, says Here, I see the fire, I see the wood. At that point, Avram didn't officially tell Yitzhak that he is going to be chosen to be the carbon. He just went and he says, we're going to be a of sacrifice. But they didn't know it was him. So he said, well, ah, yes, so where is the lamb? And then Avram revealed to him that <coughs> Yitzhak will be, the you, Yitzhak, you will be the chosen one. So it says the Medrash, in that Medrash player, we can from here, but Yitzhak said, ah, where is the lamb? Um, it says, from here we learn that a person a person worries about the loss of his money. That domim can have two meanings. As the language is often domim tata mashma. Domim can mean blood and domim can mean money. So the simple version, it's a famous expression, the Rebbe mentioned that many times in Sikhas, that there's a famous expression that goes back. Nobody knows exactly the history of that expression. It's not in Chazal, except for this Medrash Pliya, which nobody knows where it is exactly, where is the source of it. Adam Adam of people, a person worries about the loss of his money. Adam of a person does not worry about the loss of his days, his time. That, uh, you know, we waste our days away, we waste our time away, precious time. So it's lamenting, you know, that people value more the money than they worry uh, what they do with their time. 
the, the way the Rebbe cited it, that there's a second half to that expression. Dom of Chayzim, Yom of Einanum Chayzim. The money comes back. Yeah, but, you know, life is a cycle. You lose it and then you make it back. The Yom of your days, if you waste your days, Einanum Chayzim, they don't come back. That's a very famous line. In that Medrash Pliya, only the first half of the expression is written. But when Yitzhak said to Avram, where is this lamb? Says the Medrash, from here, now, what does that mean? It makes no sense. What's the connection to Yitzhak's question? So the Malbim said that he has, a, he has this question for a long time. Not sure whether he offered a possible answer. So he said, when you go to the Rebbe Marash, ask him my question. So when Rav Dubravsky went to the Rebbe Marash, he told him in Yechidus what the Malbim had sent, the question had sent to, to the Rebbe Marash for an answer. And the Rebbe Marash gave him on the spot an answer. He said like this, Avram was going to offer Yitzhak la'ayla, as an ayla. We're learning this week's Pasha, an ayla is a completely burnt offering. And the din is uh, that an oil, the, the blood that you sprinkle on the Mizbeach, the sprinkling of the blood is a very critical part of the atonement, the atonement process of a carbon. So it has to be done precisely the way the Torah prescribes and says that, uh, that by oil you have to give, um, you have to sprinkle all, on, on all four sides. Or that means on all opposite corners and and it spreads on both sides and okay so but when it comes to let's say in an oil is called kachi kachim it means it's called the holies of holies it has certain restrictions you can only eat it in the azor in the courtyard of the besamikdash and again it has to be the blood has to be sprinkled in a certain way and also you have to shecht it only in the northern part of the mizbeach now Yitzhak was also a Bechayr, he was the firstborn, because he was the firstborn to um, Sarah, right? Although Yishmael was older, but from a different mother. So Yitzhak had the din of a Bechayr. And the din is that a Bechayr has the din of Kachim Kalim. You see it every day in the morning, in Kachim Kalim, they're lighter Kachim. You can eat it all over Yerushalayim, but also the blood that's sprinkled has to be sprinkled only one side you know, by the site, by the foundation of the Mizbeach. You pour the blood there. That's that's the way the terror decrees. Also, that the shechting doesn't have to be dafka specifically in one direction of the Mizbeach. It can be shechted anywhere. So Yitzhak was saying to his father, that means he had a hunch, he had a feeling that he's going to be chosen. So he said, but I'm trying to understand how we're going to do this. There is a problem. Are you going to treat this as a offering of a bechayr? Because I'm a bechayr, in which case the blood has to be poured by the yisoid amizbeach on one side only. Are you going to treat this like an oila, which is kachikadashim, which first of all there's a restriction where to shecht it, which is not such a problem. So you shecht it just to be safe on the northern side of the mizbeach. But what are you going to do with the blood? Are you going to pour it? Uh, on, on the different corners, or you're going to put only one side, like Kachim Kalim, like light Kachim. So that's what the Medrash says. Adam Yitzhak Avinu, at this moment, when he knew that his father was going to 
take him as a carbon, what crosses mind, what preoccupied his mind at that moment is not, oi, I'm going to be shechted as a carbon. He worried about the halachas. How are we going to do this in a way that will be Hashem, that Hashem will accept this as a real carbon? So he was more worried about Ibu Damov, that the way they're going to sprinkle his blood, Damov, Venosian blood, rather than worrying about the fact that Ibu Yamov is going to lose his life. That didn't preoccupy him so much. Which reminds us also of the, um, the Holocaust, where many Jews uh, tell about great people, for example. They tell about, was a, I think, the Imre Emma's brother, the, it was the Rofen Pavianitz, who was killed by the Nazis. It was him and it was somebody else, I forgot, I think it was the son of the Tzanzarov. The Tzanzarov had a younger son, uh, the Tchoiver, I think was it, was also killed by the Nazis. And they met in the same camp and they were both sort of uh, destined to, to be killed at the same time. While they were waiting their fate and they knew that it's coming, they had a, a very, very passionate discussion in Alocha, what the Nusach of the Brocha al what exactly is the Nusach? So here are these two rabbis who are waiting their fate to be killed at Kiddush Hashem. And what preoccupied their minds, they wanted to say bracha properly. Right? And, and that's what preoccupied their mind. And they say that the Tshreiver, he was the youngest son of the Tzanzarov, Tzanzarov had the child, I think when he's close to 80 or past 80. So he had children that lived all the way till the Holocaust. So the Tzanzarov, the Tshreiver, told uh, when he heard that the Nazis are going to kill him, he told a young man, a capo, I'll, 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 I'll give you a lamhaba if you bring me a cup of water. And this capo thought that he wants a drink. He's probably thirsty. But he didn't understand. The, the capo risked his life. He got the water. He probably wanted to wash his hand because before Kiddush Hashem, you got to wash your hands for a mitzvah like this. And, and, and these two Rabbani were arguing, they were, they were, they were debating the proper nusach for the Baruch al-Kiddush Hashem. Go figure, you know, what crossed the minds of these great people in such time. Adam al They're more preoccupied with, with, the, with, the, with the Torah aspect of what they were experiencing. They transcended the natural, physical um, concerns of the body that didn't Preoccupy them at that moment. So there are many stories like that, but I thought I would share this uh, with this parasha. I would say I heard this, and my this story was brought to my attention by my son-in-law Ruven, Ruven Finkelstein. So thank you to Ruven.